à ce sujet. You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, brand new from Box Kodaks. Box Kodaks, thank you, Nick, from Franz Ferdinand, for sending me the brand new Box Kodaks release. Check them out at Box Kodaks, C-O-D-A-X dot com, and you can see the accompanying video for the song we just played, Choco Pudding, brand new from Box Kodaks, featuring, among other members, Nick from Franz Ferdinand. And thank you, Nick, for sending me this wonderful release. I'm so excited. There's some new Box Kodaks coming up. And today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with, from London, England, Veronica Falls, and the real Ari Gold. The real Ari Gold, talking about his movie, Adventures of Power, all about air drumming. Actually, much, much more than air drumming. Veronica Falls and Ari Gold from The Adventures of 
power, adventures of power, adventure of power on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Right now, before we get into my Veronica Falls interview, here's something brand new by Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada's Beelines. Out now on Nominal Records. This is the Beelines with Psychedelic High School on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Falls. And who's in Veronica Falls? I'm Roxanne. I'm Marianne. I'm James. I'm Patrick. Welcome to South by Southwest, Austin, Texas, Veronica Falls. Thank you. Thanks. I got a bit confused about Veronica Falls because there was a lot of French involved in this interview that I saw where all you guys were talking about this band, The Stinky Toys. <laughs> the Stinky Toys, they're great. They're my favorite French band. What was going on in that interview? We were all speaking French and talking about The Stinky Toys. What can you tell us about France, Veronica Falls and The Stinky Toys? I think um, I think everyone in France was happy because there was one French member in Veronica Falls. So basically, they were just loving it, loving me. <laughs> and, and, and these guys were laughing because I was saying, they couldn't understand what I was saying. It sounded like, blah, 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 Stinky Toys, blah, 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 Stinky Toys. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah. Yeah, I knew they were like a 77 band, but I didn't quite know the connection. Did you know much about them? I know, yeah, I like them. Yeah, they're good. Don't, I don't, I don't like they don't normally focus, our uh, interviews aren't normally focused around the Stinky Toys. French interviews, so that was a one-off. But we can talk about the Stinky Toys again. I'm yeah, please do, just a little bit about the Stinky Toys. Yes, well, there was Jack No, who just died last year, which is a bit sad, but it was he's considered as one of the... Uh, pioneer of electronic music in France and Ellie which is pretty cool and still going on now she's got a solo career and they had that punk band called the Stinky Toys and then they went on to just form Ellie and Jack No and, and they were doing some like pop music a bit like Leo which I really like too um, and that's all there is to say but they've got some pretty cool videos online so check them out on YouTube. The Stinky Toys courtesy Veronica 
Falls. Veronica Falls. So it's great. On one side, you have the stinky toys and some French with Veronica Falls. And then you kick over to the cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a recent... Yeah, we, we've been recently compared to the cranberries, which we, we were happy about. But I love that. You guys love the stinky toys and you love the cranberries and Joe Meek equally. Yeah, we do, yeah. <laughs> love, love Joe Meek. Yeah. Like, there's no distinguishing between anything. Like, you guys love everything, don't you? Yeah, we hate a lot of stuff, too. A doorman that was working at one of our shows recently said that we sounded like the cranberries, which which was really weird at first, but then we kind of kind of realized what he was talking about and, and we, we, the we love them well, it's great that you embraced it yeah I totally embraced it so we have the stinky toys we have the cranberries we have Joe Meek and also you guys have a huge fan in Layla from Maxim Rock and Roll Fanzine oh yeah 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 yeah. I, Punk Bible loves you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about that she's, uh, she's a friend of a friend of mine she's a friend of mine Jess uh, and I sent her some demos ages ago that we did um, and she seems to like it yeah, she's the editor of Maxim Rock and Roll the head shit worker at Maxim Rock and Roll and she was in like some band Skin Teen as well yeah 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 very cool band yeah what do you know about Skin Teen they were like a riot girl band I guess around for a, for a few years at that period. So she's been championing you in Maxim Rock and Roll, and I just love that. The Maxim Rock and Roll readers are getting bombarded with Veronica Falls, and the same thing with, like, Cranberries fans. Like, you're bringing them all together. We're trying to, like, <laughs> tick all the bases, you know, so we've got, like, the punk rock, we've got the pop. I think the link is the stinky toys, definitely. <laughs> That's the link between the Cranberries and Maximum Rock. Now, what exactly is the link between Veronica Falls and Nardwar to Human Serviette? The mysterious interview link? <laughs> um, our friend Ma. Mar Sellers? Yeah, yeah. She, we know her from London. And uh, I think Patrick once told her that the only reason he joined a band was to get interviewed by Nardwar. Wow, and here you are at South by Southwest 2011. Finally, living the dream. Austin, Texas. So, yeah, the dreams happened, basically. <laughs> Four labels, though. You were also called Goth Punk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were called Surfer Doom as well. We quite liked Surfer Doom at one point. Now, James, I was curious, though. Goth Punk. That isn't too much of a stretch considering we're in Austin, Texas, home of the casual... Casual Goths? The Casual Goths. What's that all about? Tell us about the Casual Goths versus Goth Punk versus Veronica Falls. The Casual Goths Finally Punk. Uh, they're a band from Austin, Texas that I put out on a label I run called Germs of Youth. Um, they're here, some of them, but I uh, haven't actually had a chance to see them. I think they're, they're running around playing in like 19 bands or something. So when somebody calls you goth punk, there really is a connection. You can't laugh at that. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of connections. Now, Austin, Texas, for Veronica Falls, it holds a special place, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely does, yeah. Now, what could that place be? The birthplace of... Rocky Erickson. Rocky Erickson. What's your connection to Rocky Erickson? How can you prove that you love Rocky Erickson? Um, mental illness? No, I don't know. We do, we do a, um, a Rocky Erickson cover. Yes, Veronica Falls. Could you please take us to the land of Austin, Texas? Rocky Erickson. Could you bring me back there? Could you bring me back there? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you back. Let's go there right now and hear Veronica Falls' rendition of... 
Story Eyes. Live from South by Southwest, 2011. The best. Starry Eyes. Uh, yeah, Starry Eyes. In Austin, Texas, at South by Southwest 2011. Yep. Thank you so much, Veronica Falls. And I'd like to give you a gift right here related to Rocky Erickson. If you'd like to open it up there, we have a special gift for you. It is, and what do you see right there? This is two Veronica Falls from Nardwar to Human Serviette in South by Southwest. Wow, thanks a lot. That's brilliant. And if you look closely on the bottom, what does it say? Starry Eyes for Veronica Falls. Oh, wow. From Mark Padini. Oh, wow. That's the artist who did this. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for a rooftop session, South by Southwest 2011, with me, Nardward Human Serviette. And I guess we didn't credit the other band that was playing in the background there, whoever the hell that was. But they did a pretty good job, didn't they, on the Starry Eyes background vocals? <laughs> I think so, yeah. We're Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Veronica Falls? Uh... Keep rocking in the free world. Well, yes. Thanks so much, Veronica Falls. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Do do. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Veronica Falls with Beachy Head. And before that, an interview with, from South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, Veronica Falls. Coming up today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, as I mentioned, an interview with the real... The real Ari Gold, talking about his movie, Adventures of Power. And I have the soundtrack here to prepare you for Adventures of Power that was done by Ari's brother, Ethan. It's amazing. 40 custom tracks for Adventures of Power. I thought that I would kick off with this particular track right here, all about the legend of Impossible Fantasy, Adventures of Power, from the Adventures of Power soundtrack and coming up an interview with the filmmaker Ari Gold. Here is Impossible Fantasy by Ethan Gold on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. Just robs you blind Only work 
understand you Got the will, got the skill To be a Superman Impossible fantasy
about a tub of wine I work hard but still I'm broke A little like you I salute the flag with pride Like I was talking to by my folks You think you know the time? Little bit like you I've got problems in my life You think you know the right? A little bit like you I try and try and try and try A little like you Fancy things, don't mind eating at the tasty freeze. A little like you, I work hard every day, but Friday night I do what I please. You think you know the time? A little bit like you, I've got problems in my life.
And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have on the line right now? Hello, are you there, caller? I am. Who are you? I am Ari Gold. I am a filmmaker and ukulele player, and I am an expert air drummer. And Ari Gold, what did we just hear right now before you came on the line? What did we just hear? Oh, boy. You know what? You said it to me a few seconds ago. It was a death metal song about cereal. What can you tell the people Ooh, about that? Serialismo. Does that set the stage for the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show here today? A death metal song about cereal. In Spanish, no less. Um, you just played one of the many chameleonized uh, versions of my brother, Ethan Gold, who composed the uh, score for my movie, Adventures of Power. And one of the scenes takes place in uh, an underground pit in Mexico where air drummers are battling to the death. And uh, the song you just heard is um, the song that plays during that scene. Now, there's many things to ask you, Ari Gold, but first off, I have to thank Tunisia Scott for linking us up, and i got to thank the Young Fresh Fellows, because I met Tunisia through the legendary Seattle band, the Young Fresh Fellows. Who is Tunisia Scott? How did you meet her? And how are we all linked together today, Ari Gold? You know, I think karma links us together, and Tunisia is, has been a manifestation of, of karma. She's one of the the warm spots of of joy in the world and she she brought us together i think i met her i'm trying to remember now i think i met her at bumbershoot if i'm remembering correctly my band the honey brothers was passing through and she came to see an air band um performing at bumbershoot called airpocalypse and i did a little in between my sets playing ukulele i ran and played air drums for airpocalypse if I remember that correctly, but um, yeah, I think that's how I met her, and I'm really glad I did. And I met her through the Young Fresh Fellows, because she loved the Young Fresh Fellows. Are you going to thank the Young Fresh Fellows if this movie goes to the top of the VHS heap? I am going to thank the Young Fresh Fellows. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to thank the Academy. Um, I'm going to thank Neil Peart, and I'm going to thank my socks, because they're striped. And Ari Gold, you have been on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show before as well, talking to legendary drummer Gene Hoagland. Yeah, we, we, I think we discussed double bass drum uh, technique and the difference between double bass drum on real drums versus air drums. Ari- he is famous for, for having two feet that sound like 16 feet. Ari Gold, can you please explain Ari Gold? Uh, I, uh, well, you know, I was born and I was named Ari Gold. And years later, um, I played, I formed a band with a guy who uh, was an actor. And then his managers created a TV show for him called Entourage. And somehow they ended up using the name Ari Gold. And I was not consulted, nor was I paid. <laughs> so uh, Ari Gold, the filmmaker, ukulele player, is now synonymous in some people's heads with Ari Gold, the fictional agent on TV. But, um, you know, I, I could be named uh, Ted Bundy. So, you know, 
Could be worse. So you play with Adrian from Entourage in the Honey Brothers, and you also have Adrian from Entourage in your movie, Adventures of Power. Yeah, this is right. It's, uh, it's confusing for people who get thrown off by my name, but he is in my band, and he is in my movie. Uh, in the movie, I, I play a uh, copper miner who gets fired from his job and has nothing in his life but loves music and air drums to music, and he discovers this underground subculture of air drummers that takes him across the country, and he ends up going face-to-face with the billionaire son of the guy who owns the copper company that he was fired from, and the billionaire son is played by Adrian Grenier, and he, uh, he, he's a spoiled brat. He's, he basically, I told Adrian I wanted it to be like a cross between Travis Tritt and Paris Hilton. So, like, glitzy uh, country music spoiled brat. And Adrian is hilarious in the movie, and he, uh, he, he, he plays this guy who sings in a country band and also plays drums in this country band, and his father's been buying him hit songs for years, and he uh, is a closet air drummer, and so he goes face-to-face with my uh, poor mine worker character uh, in the final air drum battle. So it's, it's like a, a metaphor for the real world uh, fought out through air drumming. Did you have to audition Adrian Grenier? Uh, I did not audition him. In fact, I wrote the part for him. Um, he wouldn't have auditioned for me. <laughs> but, um, but I wrote it for him because, you know, I've played in the band with him for years since before he was a star, and I know he has a great sense of humor. And so, um, and he does, you know, in the parts he plays, he usually plays the good looking guy, the good looking guy.com. Um, so I wrote a part that allowed him to, you know, really do something fun and funny. And actually, I find it really soulful because, you know, you find out in the course of the movie that this spoiled brat actually has some, some issues he's got to work out. And um, plus, he gets to put on a really funny Texas accent. You can watch a music video with him um, lip syncing to one of my brother's songs from the soundtrack. Uh, but it's a hilarious video, and that's on the airdrummer.com website. So people should... People should rush to airdrummer.com. There's the plug you were looking for. And we're speaking to Ari Gold, director and star of Adventures of Power. And if anybody has any questions for Ari, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. Or you can also tweet at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. Ari, Ari, having the name Ari Gold, does that mean you have a huge Rolodex because a lot of people have phoned you trying to get editions? So it's easy to get editions for people because you are Ari Gold. You know, I'm waiting for the day that having a fictional character named after me pays off. It hasn't happened yet. I, I think once I went to a club where I couldn't get in, and I said, my name is Ari Gold, and I flashed my ID and got in. It happened once before I pulled that out of my hat. Uh, but usually it's people um, who are trying to get something that I cannot offer them. So there was nobody that phone called you prank, sort of, and then you followed up on it because, hey, they were an actor phoning you. We thought they'd be good for my movie. That hasn't happened, but, you know, I've been tweeted because my, my Twitter is at Ari Gold. And I have people uh, quoting the fictional Ari Gold to me um, and then saying, you know, what, yo, what's up? Uh, can we hug it out? And I, I usually respond um, 
I usually respond yes, but then if they take it further, I, um, I, I might start making fun of them. Ari Gold from Adventures of Power. One of my favorite movies that was ever shot in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada was The Widower. And it wasn't because I have a tiny part in it, and it wasn't because Jello Biafra was in it. It was because of the tagline. The tagline for The Widower was, On Golden Pond Meets natural-born killers. <laughs> that was the tagline, wow. Ari Gold. And I was thinking about your movie, Adventures of Power. It has an equally outrageous tagline as well. Glee meets Spinal Tap. Um, you know, I, I haven't even heard that tagline before, but I'll take it. We have Jane Lynch, who plays Sue Sylvester on Glee, is in the movie. She plays my aunt. And Michael McKean, who's the singer of Spinal Tap, he plays my, my father. So um, I'll take the... And we had some nice comparisons to Spinal Tap in, in reviews. Um, our official tagline is, March to the beat of your own drum, even if you don't have one. And we have an unofficial one, which is, it's rocky for everyone who ever wanted to play music. So all of you out there, you rockers and would-be rockers, Adventures of Power is, uh, is a story for you. I mean, and I, may I, can I talk about the air drum battle? Please go ahead, Ari Gold from Adventures of Power. Um, the movie is, you can look it up at airdrummer.com. You can watch clips. But special right now for the next five weeks, We've decided to turn fiction into reality, and we are running an air drum competition, the first ever air drum competition. It's worldwide. You don't have to travel anywhere. You just need any kind of camera. It can be in your bathroom. It can be on, a, on, on the dance floor. It can be in a stadium. Just videotape yourself air drumming. You can upload it right there at, at uh, airdrummer.com. Just click into the battle page, and we're giving away a $3,000 drum set. To the winner, we have uh, the, the drummers for Sticks and Ween and Breaking Benjamin judging for us. We have, uh, I have video of Neil Peart and Lars Ulrich and Chad Smith. I assume you all know who that is. Rush, Metallica, and Chili Peppers drummers all uh, talking about air drumming. And um, we are giving away all this stuff. We have 100 free drum lessons. We have... Um, Costumes from Adventures of Power, and uh, the price to enter is zero. All we do, all we want, is for people to uh, to air drum. So we're giving away all this stuff, and it's pretty awesome. And Ari so airdrumbattle.com. You're a genius in marketing this stuff because I noticed that the subject line that was delivered to my email inbox was Metallica and swimsuit models air drumming. That was the subject line. <laughs> Well, you opened the email, didn't you? Yes, I did, and I went to the link. And who is the girl in the video? Is that the girl from American Pie? Did you get the girl from American Pie to do a promo for you? No, you know, she is, uh, the girl in, in that video is named Wendy McComb. She's a comic actress, um, and she does look like the girl from American Pie. In fact, she said that she gets that comparison all the time. And she is equally funny, and I think she's going to be a big star, and she's in the video in a swimsuit. And you have uh, Neil Hamburger in the video, too. So Neil Hamburger meets American Pie. Check it out with Adventures of Power. And we have a caller. Caller, are you there? 
I am here. Go ahead, caller, to Ari Gold from Adventures of Power. Hi, Ari. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. I had a question. I wanted to ask how uh, Neil Pert treated you uh, when you went to do that uh, whatever video thing that you kind of did with him. Did he treat you with respect and dignity? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I'm blessed that I... Uh, I when I well the first day I met him was the day he came to be in Adventures of Power and it was just a small scene and I was terrified um because you know I'd air drummed to his music since I was 8 years old um and he he was polite and and nice but you know I didn't get to know him too well on that first day and then a year later when I was finishing the movie uh we decided to do this interview uh we did a 25 minute interview uh, which is on the princess of power dvd and we did a drum off for those of you who don't know where um i play air drums and he plays real drums on the song tom sawyer and we we do it live face to face and um that's at the airdrummer.com website so anyone can watch that um and that day was we were like laughing the whole time and he was in incredibly nice and generous and seemed to really you know like the movie and he wanted to help support uh support the movie and get the word out about it so i felt i felt just so uh you know lucky to have met him and you know grateful to him for taking the time to do these like promotional you know promotional interview and i saw it as know, a bonus he was on an the incredible D person to me and you know he, i know he can be shy and some people have met him and say, oh, he's really standoffish. I think he's, you know, can be somewhat reserved. But uh, he's, I, I just think he's a wonderful person. Wow, sorry, Ari. I was trying to interrupt and say something, and then I realized you can never interrupt a drummer talking about Neil Peart, can you? <laughs> Once a drummer starts talking no, about I Neil mean, Peart. You know, whenever it's... I post something about him on our Facebook page, the thing that, you know, I, I'll get at least 10 people saying, Peart is God! Uh, and uh yeah so that seems to be the phrase that that's going around but um i he i i, I was wondering that caller um have you met him and is did you have a different experience no but uh my uh the your neil pert is my weird owl and uh, i always love it when i uh, i've met him a couple times and he's a completely genuine on a fantastic person so i always love hearing stories when people get to meet their uh idols. yeah no it and you know the truth is it doesn't always happen i mean you know you you tend to hear the stories about you know how oh you know this person was really nice and you know i've met a lot of uh famous people you know making adventures of power and trying to promote it and you know trying to like power in the movie trying to make do with nothing i'm an independent filmmaker and you don't get a lot of respect and time from a lot of people. You know, there's people who are insecure in their positions of power will be happy to step on you. And uh, Neil Peart, I'm happy to say, is the opposite of that. It's just uh, an incredible, incredible, warm, and um, giving person who I will be eternally grateful to. Well, are we going and I'm glad you had the experience with Weird Al. I've actually run into him a couple times. I invited him. I invited him to my the launch party for my DVD uh, through a friend, and I, I don't know if he ever got the message, but uh, I I, uh, I love Weird Al, too. 
Ari Gold from Adventures of Power. Just back to Neil Peart for one moment as the caller is mentioning Neil Peart. When you phone that thing for your DVD, when you film that thing, for when you phoned it in, you never phone it in. You just phone in live to the Nardwarty Human Surveillance Show. But when you film the thing for your DVD, little interview and something like that, little sequence of you doing the drum off with Neil Peart, how come there's a ladder beside it? Like an ugly <laughs> ladder. What was going on there? Could you get like better um, props? What was going on the, there? You, okay, the video uh, has... We wanted to have a, a, a disco ball for lights because we didn't have a big lighting setup, so you know, we figured a disco ball is an easy way to get some nice flashing lights because we, you know, to make the drum off more exciting. Because we were just shooting it in a in a blank studio, um, and this, the disco ball was hanging from the top of the ladder. So you see the drum set, and you see the ladder right next to the drum set, and then occasionally you see the disco ball. They were all connected, <laughs> so it was um, definitely a, a, a low budget um, little video. And Were you, you afraid of screwing up at all? Were you afraid of missing a beat somewhere? You know, I honestly, I was more intimidated talking to Neil Peart than I was air drumming in front of him. I, my air drumming skills, <laughs> I'm confident as an air drummer. Um, and I had played his songs, you know, I air drummed uh, Tom Sawyer in my movie. I air drummed YYZ um, in Berlin and in Finland in front of huge crowds of people. And he had seen those videos and wrote to me and said that he thought I was really good. So I, the, the air drumming part, I was perfectly confident about. But sometimes talking to him, I would get tongue-tied. Well, not to make this the Neil Peart celebrity roast at all, but the callers brought up Neil Peart, and I just have to ask to some other little things here about Neil Peart, just quickly here, and we're speaking to Ari Gold, director of Adventures of Power, the movie, Ari Gold, and people can check out information on Adventures of Power, the movie at? Airdrummer.com. Or adventuresofpower.com. Yes, we have both. Airdrummer.com is easy to remember, but if you're at a store, Adventures of Power is the movie you want to ask for. And if you get it on DVD, you can get it on VOD as well. But if you get the physical DVD, there are two hours, two hours of bonuses. 25-minute interview with Neil Peart. We've got a drum-off with Terry Bozio from the Zappa Band. Um, I Bonus scenes with uh, Jane Lynch. All of my short films, which I made, you know, leading up to making this movie, it's... it's uh, it's jam-packed, and it takes a while to find them because they weren't that well-designed. It's actually hard to find the bonus features. You find the first three or four, and then the other ones, you have to press this tiny little arrow. But anyway, there's a lot on there, and so I hope you will check out Adventures of Power. How did, how did online, you... it's Air Drummer's easy to remember, and that's also where you go to uh, enter the Air Drum competition if you want to win a drum set and uh, be watched by the drummers of Sticks and Ween and possibly some others. How did you win over Neil Peart? You were saying it's something to do with his secretary, but how do you win over somebody's secretary? Like, it's one thing to win over, like, the celebrity, but you have to get to the secretary first. How did you win over Peggy, Neil's assistant? <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't think that... Um, I, I, I don't see her so much as an assistant. I see her as... Um, as a as a queen, I think she she runs the domain over there. Um, but uh, you know, I wrote a letter to I guess I wrote a letter to um, to Peggy, who's at Anthem, um, explaining what I wanted to do. And there was also a letter behind that to Neil. And I said, you know, if you see fit, please pass this on. And I know he gets people trying to reach him all the time. And um, I 
guess it was a good letter. I mean, uh, you know, I well for I aspiring filmmakers, genuine. Yeah, I for aspiring filmmaker, for aspiring filmmakers, Ari, are there some key words to get to get people to actually read it? Like, for instance, caller, did you say you met Weird Al Yankovic? Yes. How did yes, you How did you win over Weird Al Yankovic? Like, how did you get to Weird Al Yankovic? Do you have any hints to get to Weird Al Yankovic? Uh, outweirding him is a, is a good <laughs> technique. How did you outweird him? <laughs> well, you know, if, if you're that fanatical about somebody, it's hard not to outweird somebody. Right. Uh, well, you know, you just kind of go out and like, hey, 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 Whatever, he's there. Wait a second, caller. I recognize your voice. Is this Craig Ums from Your Mother? (laughs) Wow. You even knew my whole name. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Ari Gold, this is Craig Ums from the band Your Mother from Stockton, California? Pleasanton. 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 I'm from San Francisco, so we're we're sort of neighbors. And believe it or not, Craigums has been on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show before, but it was many years ago. Do you remember the last time you were on my radio show, Craig? Was it in the 1990s? It was. I'm going to guess 94 or 95. Wow. Well, uh, I guess first time caller of the 21st century then. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> Thank you for hanging in. And now, this is interesting because, Craig, you do some sort of stuff, and Ari does some sort of stuff that are both similar. Craig, what can you tell Ari about yourself? Uh, you are always so good at drawing the connections between people. Uh, Ari Gold, I am actually a, an air guitarist by profession. And you by may profession? Recall, yes, that, yes. That means you're a professional. A professional air guitarist. Uh, we even met in the city of Olu, Finland, you might recall. My oh. Name is and so you may have been... Okay, so here's, here's a question for you. Yes. Were you in the camp that felt that I should not have been a judge because I was an air drummer and I didn't deserve Absolutely not. Uh, okay. the, only peop- the only people I wouldn't feel qualified for judging air guitar are people who are involved in air sex competitions. Right. Yeah, no, I know there's a, a major beef between the air guitar world and the air sex world. But there was a guy, I think he was the Dutch entry, um, who was really friendly to me the night before the air guitar finals. And then when he didn't win, he was so pissed. And his girlfriend actually had, it was one of those scenes where his girlfriend had to hold him back in the bar afterwards because <laughs> he was going to get physical with me. And, was, and in his drunkenness, he was saying That's the kind like, of world you, you got. What do you know about Eric? You're a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah. greetings. And yes, hello. And hello. Craig, you won the Air Guitar World Championships, didn't you? I did in 2008. I became the world champion. And what music were you using? And how does it compare to music to say that Ari uses in Adventures of Power? Well, Ari, Ari goes for, a, for a technical technical prowess, obviously, if you're choosing Neil Peart. But uh, I, I go more for the kind of raw rock vibe. I used the Toadies that year, so it's just kind of oh. an aggressive, sort of just high-energy, high-tension sort of music. Right, right. And Craig, uh, do you use that? Do you use the toadies always, or do you change? No, no, your... I, I switch around, but it's it's oftentimes in that ilk. But I'll you know I'll switch it up with some Commodores every now and then. Mm-hmm. And what does Ari do exactly? Could you please explain, Craig? And we're speaking here to Craig Ums. By the way, if you had introduced yourself by your stage name, I would have figured it out. 
I, I was I was trying to get as much honest honest information out of you. You know, it's free bias as, uh, as um, I can get. You know, by the way, that I was um, that I used to compete in the air guitar competitions, and I kept getting kicked out. And then yes. the U.S. Your, air your guitar federation added a rule specifically. They set a line that air drumming is not allowed. And it's unofficially referred to as the Ari clause. <laughs> oh, were you part of that rule? No, no, I came, I came in uh, after that, after, oh, okay. after you had been uh, summarily denounced. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. co- and callers, you may be wondering what you're listening to right now, but it's a conversation between Craig Ums, a.k.a. Hot Licks Hulan, and Ari Gold from Adventures of Power, the movie, and Hot Licks Hulan, Craig Ums, is the world champion air guitar master and you kindly craig your promotional team actually sent your seven inch to here to us at the station and i wanted to play ari this is craig ums aka hot licks hulahan's seven inch you put out an actual seven inch didn't you craig I did. And as your mother or uh, as Craig or as, as Hot Licks? Well, listen to it. Here it is right now. Just check this out right now on the Nerdwater Human Serviette Radio Show. This is Hot Licks Hulahan, World Guitar Air Champion, right now. This is it. Okay, it's over. That's my jam. That's it. What <laughs> happened there? Could you describe what happened? That's an actual vinyl 7-inch record. I believe that was uh, The Sounds of Silence, right? Side B? Wow. Cut you played? Yes, it was. And what is on side A? Uh, I believe that's One Minute of Silence, the, the Beatles cover, John Lennon cover. That's Hot. amazing. That, is that right? Hot. Wow, since I've listened You know what? Hot Licks, I would like to send you, because out of appreciation for that beautiful piece of music, I'm going to send you right now a 99-piece uh, gold-plated air drum set. <laughs> I'm receiving it. Here it comes. <laughs> there it is. Pulled it right Gorgeous, out of the isn't it? And Hot Licks Hulahan, what do you have coming up? Because recently, I remember you were talking about something to do with voiceovers, and you had me do a voiceover for something. Although we haven't talked, I did actually do a voiceover for you. What did I do a voiceover for? This is crazy because you've actually tied all three of us together rather than just being a mere intermediary because I am working on a film project that is born out of Olu and it's kind of a sort of like Sin City, that sort of animation turned movie. It's called a graphic movie or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, anyway, and I had Nardwar do a voiceover character in a true Nardwar fashion. He interviews the arch nemesis of the film. Oh, nice. And, uh, are you doing so the they, animation? Or are you, are... No, no, I'm, uh, I, uh, I've been given the uh, duty of casting American voices for the project because it's oh, that's it's awesome finish so I chose Nardwar naturally he's a he plays a fanboy who has many a question for, our, for the super right. villain and uh, and yeah so that's uh, that's how we're all tied together nice so you you and you got that gig out of meeting people in Finland yeah exactly just kind of going I've been I went there three years in a row and I think I met more people each time and then one of them led to this project Right. And I was, was pretty Finland is a great also, place, people. Those of you who haven't been there, um, the people are weird in all the right ways. It's, it's, it's awesome. wonderful. They, yeah. Their love of the absurd is unsurpassed by anyone. And the yeah, clip- I mean, it's, there's no coincidence that the World Air Guitar Championships are held there. So. And the clips I saw from the World Air Guitar Championship in Finland, or the clips that were on the internet of you, Hotlicks, Hulahan, 
were incredible, over the top. What a reaction you got there. It's crazy. It's, uh, well, you know, what, what do you expect? It's like, a, I mean, 5,000 people come out to see, come out to the north of Finland, like a, 100 miles south of the, uh, the Arctic, Arctic Circle. Circle. Yeah. To come, like, so what, what else would you expect? What other kind of behavior would you expect from those people? Yeah, there's a video of me in Finland uh, um, doing uh, Hot for Teacher by Van Halen because um, I, I wanted to take the air guitarist to school by air drumming. So I did Hot for Teacher, uh, which, of course, has a lot of um, double bass drumming. So um, I would love to uh, do that duet with you sometime. We should, we should totally. That's, that's a perfect air drum, air guitar duet because it's the brothers... The Brothers Van Halen. Um, in fact, the opening drum section, uh, when they play it live, uh, Eddie Van Halen plays the toms next to Alex Van Halen. So you could even air drum. Uh, is that how they get that the little opening. flam thing in there? What did you say? Uh, is that how they get that little flam, like, kind of noise in there? Uh, no, that's actually uh, Alex Van Halen's feet doing the but what uh, Eddie does is he go he plays on the toms boom 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 anyway and I tried to do them both at the same time in my air guitar thing which you'll see but uh, but yeah they, actually the really fast double bass drum is is all Alex wow this conversation took a very nerdy turn well if I can link this up together this will be as monumental as Yola Tango jamming with Daniel Johnston so please I can pass on the information to make all this happen there Craigums. thanks for calling in to the Nardwater Human Service Radio Show if people want more information on you Hot Licks Houlihan the world champion air guitarist where can they find that out hotlickshoulihan.com can you spell all that out for the listeners I can. It's it's hot with one T, licks with two X's, and Hulan H U L A H A N. Or you can just go straight to usairguitar.com because we're gearing up for a new tour. And you can want to go there anyway. And you can buy the seven inch there too that I played. Yes. Yeah. You can. I'm I'm easy to find on the internet. Anything else you want to add at all to Ari Gold at all? Hot licks, Hulan, Craig Um. Thanks for calling into the Nardware Human Serviette Radio Show. Thanks for representing the the air. Aristocracy? I totally didn't. <laughs> the air aristocracy is perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for, uh, you know, air drumming, keeping the air spirit alive. All right. You as well. Wonderful to hear you again. Well, yeah. thanks so much, Craig. Actually, it's perfect that we're only hearing each other, not seeing each other, because <laughs> yeah. we're making up for all the air we've moved around. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Over the airwaves. Well, thanks so much, and doot-doot-a-loot-doo. Doot-doot. All right, and... You're still listening to Denardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. We're live here with Ari Gold from Adventures of Power, the movie. If you have any questions for Ari Gold about air drumming or even air guitar, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, or you can also tweet me at at Nardwar, that's at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. Ari, you have this amazing soundtrack, as I mentioned, filled with all these different sort of things. I wanted to play just a quick little thing here. Maybe you could, like, act out what you would be doing to this particular song right now from your soundtrack. What is going on here on your soundtrack? Yes. 
Okay. I am dreaming of real drums. And these are the drums I dream of. And I'm playing in front of a big crowd. And the crowd is loving it at first. Then the drums start to disappear. And I'm air drumming. And I'm lost and confused. The crowd is laughing at me. Are you still there, Harry? Yes, I am. I was talking. I was resp- I was. I was sort of channeling it live, but I don't know if you, if if I was cut off during that time. Should I explain again? I think you're doing a great job, Ari. Did you Gold. hear me talking when I was when when that was happening? I could feel it all. It okay, was coming good. Yeah, through. that's that scene. Um, the the song that 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 all of the music, all the original music, is by my brother Ethan Gold, and uh, that song uh, I think is called Dream Drum Solo, and that's what it is. He he goes to sleep. Uh, my character goes to sleep in his tent. He's been kicked out of uh, the basement where he lives because his aunt has to rent out the room. So he's sleeping in a tent outside, eating cereal, because that's the only comfort that he has, and he falls asleep under the stars and dreams of drums and wakes up kicking and screaming because he has nothing. Ari Gold from Adventures of Power. We mentioned Nail Pert, thanks again, Craigums, Hotlicks Hulahan for phoning in. What about David St. Hubbins? You have David St. Hubbins, Hubbins in your movie. Yeah, Michael McKean, um, so strange to, you know, have grown up watching Spinal Tap possibly as much as every week, memorizing it, watching David St. Hubbins singing all of, all of those classic songs, um, and then to make a rock and roll fable like Adventures of Power um, and having him play my dad was truly surreal, and particularly because... In, in Adventures of Power, he plays a pretty tough guy who's a, you know, a, a, a copper mine union organizer who is fighting to make a living and trying to hold his little town together. And I play his son, who um, is also a copper miner, but I'm obsessed with air drumming, and he completely disapproves. And so the scene where I play in the local bar and uh, air drum and... It's just awful, and I air drum badly, and the whole town is sort of wondering what's wrong with me, and he is embarrassed to, to be my father. The whole time we're doing that, I'm thinking in the back of my head, but this is David St. Hubbins. <laughs> Take the wig off, and this is David St. Hubbins. So it was pretty cool. And you argued with him and made him bleed? Why did you argue with David St. Hubbins? How dare you, Ari Gold from Adventures of Power, argue with David St. Hubbins and make him bleed? Well, I, I made him bleed because I was I was playing his son, and he he had to understand that even though he's David St. Hubbins, and even though he's he's uh, rocked, you know, with a lot of double bass. In fact, some songs with two basses and three basses. I could rock with no bass drums at all. And uh, as I say to David St. Hubbins in the movie, I say it's not pussyfooting; it's double bass drumming. The cinematography of Adventures of Power is quite incredible. No, that's Lisa Wiegland? 
Yeah, Lisa Wiegand shot um, most of the stuff in the West, and some of the, the New York stuff was shot by a guy named uh, Brian Rigney Hubbard. Um, I actually shot Adventures of Power. It took me over a year to shoot because a lot of indie films, they'll, you know, you get a little bit of money and you try to shoot it all in one location and shoot it quickly. But because Adventures of Power, you know, it, for me, it's really... Um, not to sound pretentious, but you know, it's a metaphor for where uh, America is right now, the whole country. And I wanted to shoot in a real small town and shoot in in the real ghettos in uh, Newark, New Jersey. And um, so we ended up shooting in five states, and uh, it took me 13 months to shoot the whole thing uh, because I really wanted to show what the country looks like and show you know show the factory town, get inside the factory, get inside the mines. And then in the ghetto scenes, you know, shooting inside the projects. Um, and so I ended up shooting with five different crews. But Lisa Wiegand shot um, about 60% of it. And, you know, we really fought to uh, take the time and, and uh, do the work to, to shoot in the real places so that, you know, you watch the movie and you're laughing and it's absurd. And then at the end, you feel like you have seen where, where America is really at right now. And we have a caller. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Go ahead to Ari Gold, director of Adventures of Power. I want to know whether Ari plays his drums matched grip all the time, or does he ever switch over to orthodox? You know, I, I, I've gotten some, some trouble from some drummers who think that I need to switch to orthodox, but because... The the character of power is a you know a kind of obsessed with eighties melodic rock, which in general was matched grip. But um, I have done some orthodox in my spare time, but never in power's costume. Um, if those who are not drummers right now might be a little confused by this, but there's uh, g- what people think of as like jazz drummers, you know, Buddy Rich. Max Roach, you'll see them holding their their left hand almost like it's a saucer, and and this the stick is kind of hanging out the back, and that's the traditional uh, grip, and um, it's in some ways seen as the more pure way of drumming, and whereas uh, you know, the more traditional or the more standard for rock drummers is you're holding both of the sticks in your fists in the same way. So my character power does it in the second way. But uh, he certainly would respect and understand the uh, the power of the first way. Um, well, Ari Gold, you're like the Dr. Drew of air drumming. <laughs> I need also to know whether he uh, plays his drumsticks uh, the, the, the regular way, or does he flip them over and use the butt? Um, well, the sticks, you know, the sticks are invisible because uh, power... Yes, but I, I still, I need to know, are you imagining holding the butts or the proper end? Uh, the pro- the Holding the proper end, yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he has thrown the sticks in the air and caught them. Actually, one of the, in the middle of Hot for Teacher in Finland, I, I threw both of my sticks in the air, and there's a little break where, you know, there was enough time to throw them pretty high in the air, and when I caught them, one of them was upside down. You can't see it because it's invisible, but but um, so when he switched them around, it's by accident, like when he does does a stick throwing trick like that. Is there a particular model that you use? Uh, a stick model? 
Yes. Um, or, or a brand. Do you do you prefer uh, Regal Tip or Vic? Do you do you work or, for Vic Firth by any chance? No, no. I just I need to know these things. Um, you know, powers powers from a small town, and um, I think he would use uh, chopsticks if he had them. I don't oh. think he he's uh, particularly Wood, attached to uh, certain wooden kind of ones stuff. or plastic ones. Wooden. Wouldn't. Definitely so, would. So you, you, you wouldn't uh, use nylon tips at all, then, would you? Um, I mean, nylon tips are, you know, they're a little too pingy on the symbols. Absolutely. Pers- Absolutely. You know. That's how I feel. Sure. Yeah. sure. Now, uh, when you're playing your bass drums, uh, are you using chain drive pedals? Um, well, the, the, the one on the left is chain because uh, Power can't afford two actual bass drums. But so yes. he has the two pedals leading to one kick. Okay, okay. Is that... now, now, what about a remote hi-hat? Do you have a remote hi-hat or do you just use the traditional hi-hat? <laughs> oh, my Lord. This is, a, this is a funny line of questioning you have. Um, it, it's, it's traditional hi-hat. Definitely not remote. He's that's a little too fancy. Too many bells and whistles. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think I've asked you enough questions. That was amazing, caller. Thank you so much <laughs> for calling in. And caller, if you want to see Ari Gold in action, I do. I do want to see him. Where can the caller find you on the internet? Because you're on the internet right now, aren't yes, you, Ari? You can Whereabouts? Find me at airdrummer.com. You can watch clips from the movie. You can see me air drumming. And most of all, you can buy Adventures of Power. You just click through, buy it on Amazon or iTunes. It's better on Amazon, though, because you... Well, just no, it's before I go, I've got one more quick HD question. HD is on, on iTunes. You get an HD in Amazon. You have all the bonus features, so you choose what's your place. Do, do you play barehanded, or do you wear gloves while you're playing? Definitely barehanded, but they're actually in uh, Power's team. In uh, He arrives... After he's he's ends up he ends up in Mexico and then he hitchhikes across the country and ends up in in Newark, New Jersey. And there's a team. There's some immigrants. There's some like local you know second generation Jersey people. And the team doesn't really get along yet because they're all different races and they haven't figured out how to get along yet. Um, but there's one guy who's an Italian American like tough guy who like works out all the time and he wears gloves when he plays. Power doesn't, but the other guy does. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you, caller, and do... Thank you, do, caller. Thanks so much, caller, and do do the loot do Do-do! And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. The Internet, when is your movie set? I didn't hear or see any mentions to the Internet in Adventures of Power, Ari Gold. Yeah, the, the, the movie is set... Um in an alternate version of the present. So it doesn't quite exist in the reality that we know it today because uh, the movie is set in, in a world where you could possibly believe that there's an underground railroad of air drummers uh, that fight to the death. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there's a, an element of fantasy. But um, so it's not set in the 80s, although there's a fair amount of 80s music, and it's not set now because um, there's no internet. Um, so it, it's set in the world of our dreams. It is really amazing, too, that when you get the DVD and pop it in, guess who's on your DVD with you? 
Pauly Shore. How come Pauly Shore is on your DVD? Now I'm confused. Is Pauly Shore on my DVD? Pauly Shore is on your DVD. Canadians hooked you up with Pauly Shore. Oh, that's yeah. There must be a trailer for a Pauly Shore movie in the in the opening. You know that you know they put a bunch of trailers for other movies. It, it, yeah, that that I I I think it's uh, we both Pauly and I have teeth, uh-huh. and they saw a connection. Baboom, and you are Ari Gold from Adventures of Power, the movie Ari plays Power. A lot of air drumming happening in the movie. Did you have a stunt double at all? You're in incredible shape. I realize this, Ari, but did you need a stunt double? Because it really was a hard workout for some of that. You know, I could have used a stunt double uh, halfway through the shoot when when uh, I was getting ready to shoot on the uh, the docks of New Jersey where there's like a you know, longshoremen are going on strike and there's a whole section there. I broke my arm on the docks um, the night before our big shoot where Power has to jump on a boat to get across the river to New York for the final, you know, the final battle. Um, and... Uh, when you're writing, when you've written and, and you're directing and starring in an air drumming movie and you break your arm, it is not a pleasant situation for your spirit because, you know, I had been raising money for this last portion of the shoot. I've been raising money for the last portion for, at that point, you know, maybe five months, and I'd been working on the movie for two years already. And I have an identical twin brother. And first call I made was to my brother, and I said, this is really weird, but do you think you might be able to shoot some of the scenes because I have a crew hired, and I don't know what to do. My arm is broken. Um, And my brother had been up probably for two weeks straight recording all of his incredible, beautiful, funny music for Adventures of Power, which you can get on the Adventure of Power soundtrack. Um, and he was so exhausted that he basically said, I can't do it. Um, so what I did was um, I rewrote the scenes that I was about to shoot to explain why I would be wearing a sweatshirt. And I put a sweatshirt on over the cast, took a lot of painkillers, and kept shooting. Ari Gold from Adventures of Power much power in the movie as well. Like There's a lot of star power than a lot of other movies. Did anyone say that you didn't have enough star power? Like you have Adrian from Entourage, you have David St. Hubbins, you have Jane Lynch from Glee. That's a lot of star power. Did anyone say you didn't have enough star power? Like when I say anyone, I mean like distributors and stuff. Did it get picked up at all? Uh, we were picked up by a company that then went bankrupt after we got picked up. So we're lucky that the movie is available at all. Um, and certainly there were people who, when I was making it, said that I should not act in it because I should get, uh, I don't know, Jared Leto to be in it, to play power. Um, and uh, my answer was that I had been playing power in my life for so many years, so I knew how to do it. And also... Um, because I wanted to shoot all over the country and not shoot it like a typical indie where they get some star to show up for three weeks and they shoot it in Burbank, California. I wanted to shoot, you know, in the ghettos and in the small towns, and I knew that I would always be available. 
So as an actor, I was really nice to myself as a director because I was always on time. How about for the sequel? Would you consider Michael Cera to play you in a sequel? Um, he could play uh, my dream brother. What about casting the Metallica drummer? The Metallica drummer. And what can you tell people about Metallica drummer? A Canadian fellow from Calgary, Alberta. You must know the legend of Metallica drummer. Oh, yes, I do. I, I, I mean, I've never, I've never met him, but he's, uh, he's a legend on ye olde internet. And um, I think it'd be interesting to get him in a room with Lars Ulrich, um, who uh, talks about air drumming on, on, you can hear him talking about it on my website at, at airdrummer.com. So I think, uh, I think uh, the actual drummer from Metallica would probably support Metallica drummer. Yes, I think they have actually met, and Metallica drummer is this guy who did a lot of air drumming to Metallica, but the best thing was his Bart Simpson shorts, right? His shorts are, are pretty epic. And shorts are important for an air drumming movie, aren't they? And you had the amazing pair of shorts. I'm not sure where did you get those shorts? Uh, we actually made those shorts special for the movie because uh, the first time I uh, I did power in public, I just I had some some white feeler shorts, which I still wear sometimes as power. But we decided that the white shorts were a little too tennis like, and um, and they also uh, uh, one of the jokes in the movie is how white my legs are, and they really are white. Because um, you so got we painted. To go with blue shorts because they would make my legs look even whiter. But you painted uh, your legs too, didn't you? I, I, we did paint my legs even whiter. Ari Gold from Adventures of Power, Jane Lynch. How did you get Jane Lynch in the movie? And, well, I guess you asked, but how did you get Jane Lynch in the movie? Did she audition? And do you get much hate mail at all from Glee fans? Are there haters? Um, I have yet to meet a... I have met haters. I definitely have some haters. But none of them come from the Glee world. I think people who are really into Glee are really positive people. And Adventures of Power is not a cynical movie at all. It's a it's a movie that uh, has love for people and it has love for the characters. And um, you know, it's about good triumphing over evil. And and I think Glee people people who are into Glee uh, dig that. Um, but the hate the haters have have appeared, and I think the haters are the people who uh, are maybe more cynical and and you know don't like Babe the movie Babe about the pig as much as I do. Are there any filmmakers that are haters? Because no filmmaker can be a hater because you perhaps did something that nobody else has really been able to do in an independent scale and that's being able to license Phil Collins. You actually got Phil Collins and, I mean, for that matter, Rush tunes in your movie. Rush and Phil Collins. Phil Collins is like the hardest guy to nail down to agree to do anything. You know, like Kanye West is the only guy that can afford to like sample him, but you got Phil Collins. Now that was your music director to help get it. How did the music director get Phil Collins? Um, well, the way we got all the music for the movie was was these letters. Was me, I, you know, every artist... But what is in these? What is? Movie, what I would is write in, a letter to them, and I would say, "This is what I'm doing, and that the, the movie is about air drumming, and it's you know your movie has your song has great drumming in it, and also the movie is about um, you know the human spirit trying to triumph over its own doubts and over evil, and the metaphor is air drumming, and 
um, I got a yes from Phil Collins for, I think, literally one three hundredth of the price that the same song cost. Uh, Kanye West. Kanye West, yeah. So, um, you know, and not everybody said yes, but interestingly, the songs that were the most important songs to me, they all said yes. So I think they could tell in, in when I wrote the letter, they, you know, the, the level to which I really, really, really wanted the song, they could made the artists must have been able to smell it. Um, and the, the, the thing that I had in my back pocket that was amazing was the songs that I couldn't get because they said no, um, or that didn't exist uh, because the genre had to be invented. I had a twin brother named Ethan Gold, who's a brilliant singer-songwriter, um, and also on the side has a great sense of humor, and he was able to create all these songs. So when you know, two days before shooting a certain scene, like the scene in the in the bar where uh, David St. Hubbins disapproves of my air drumming, I wanted to have a certain kind of classic rock song. And I couldn't get the song that I intended for that scene. And we found out that we had a, a no 48 hours before we shot the scene. And my brother ran into his basement and wrote a song in the style of uh, a certain classic rock band, recorded it, recorded a drum track for me to air drum to. I listened to it for 36 hours straight so that I could learn all the, the drum part. And then now we have a theme song for the movie, which, you know, or one of the theme songs of the movie is called Impossible Fantasy. There's a music video for that on the Air Drummer site. And, um, and an interesting twist of fate, the band that said no to that song, ultimately the singer for the band later heard the song because he had come to my brother by co sheer coincidence to ask my brother to produce a record for him. And my brother said, here, there's an original song that I wrote, and it was imitating this singer and the singer said, ah, oh, that's a great song. <laughs> so, you know, what comes around goes around. Well, you got to put those letters on the web or something for people to use as a template because congratulations for being able to convince all those people. There's something well, you, special you know, about uh, those. There's something was, in those I letters. The key is that it's not a template. The key is that each letter really came from the heart. I was not copying and pasting. I was saying I was speaking the truth, and I think that's why the letters worked. Baboom! And you are Ari Gold, director of Adventures of Power, and, and star as well, and winding up here with Ari Gold from Adventures of Power. Close to my heart are the Canadian connections, specifically the Vancouver connections. You have oh, yes. two connections to Vancouver, and what might those be? Well, Loverboy is, is one of, you know, what the scene where Power decides that this small ta the small copper mining town where everyone disapproves of him uh, and he's now just lost his job, he decides that he has to leave the town. And he has um, found a piece of paper that's blown in the winds from Mexico and has hit him in the face, actually, when he's at his lowest point. And, and it seems to suggest, although his Spanish isn't very good, it seems to suggest that there might be an error drum battle in Mexico, and so he decides to leave. He, say, he says goodbye to his aunt, uh, Jane Lynch, and he jumps on his eight-year-old friend's little tiny bicycle 
to Bicycle to Mexico. And the song that plays is Lover Boys Turn Me Loose. And I'm so happy they didn't disgrace Canada by turning down your request. That's awesome. Lover Boy came through. Plus, you also have 21 Jump Street. Yes, 21 Jump Street. Uh, that I, I'm, it's interesting that you that you pulled that into Vancouver land because uh, you're referring, I believe, to Mr. Stephen Williams, are you not? 21 Jump Street, shot in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. A whole yes. cast hanging okay. out here for years. Okay, so tw- Stephen Williams, who was on 21 Jump Street, um, is one of the funniest actors I have ever worked with, and he should be a huge star. Anyone who doesn't know who he is needs to watch some 21 Jump Street, or they can watch Adventures of Power. Um, in Adventures of Power, we gave him... Uh, he's hes a tall dude, and uh, he plays a gentleman named Carlos, who has... Uh, Used to who used to be a funk drummer in a New Jersey funk band in the '80s, a kind of like post-disco funk band that that uh, there's a great song that my brother did for this fictional band called Lovin' Tonight. Anyway, he used to play in this band, and he was kicked out because he uh, his arms got uh, cut off in an accident where he was trying to get money out of a slot machine. So Stephen Williams plays this former funk drummer who's now pissed off at the world, pissed off at uh, drummers, um, and has uh, mechanical arms, and uh, is incidentally very pro-Def Leppard because they kept their, their drummer who had an accident with his arms. But he, he lost his gig as a drummer, and so now he's training air drummers to fight against real drummers. And Stephen Williams is hilarious and soulful and heartbreaking and... and um, and he's great. And he also, we gave him a, an afro with a part in it, which is a, a style that I'm trying to invent for the world. It's the combination of afro and a very clean part, and, which I'd never seen before. And I said, this is what I envision for your hair. And he went for it. And you are Ari Gould, director of Adventures of Power. If people want more information on Adventures of Power, where can that be found again, Ari? Airdrummer.com. You can watch clips, you can join the air drum battle and win in a $3,000 drum set and be watched by some of the most incredible drummers in the world in the judging. And that's all for free. And, and run to your video store and buy up every single copy of Adventures of Power so that you can see the many, many hours of bonus features. I love the cinematography, as I mentioned, and you shot in a factory town. Did you have to rent the train that went by? What's the weirdest thing that you had to pay for? Like, you had a train go by. Did you have to rent that train? No, we, we didn't pay anything for the factory or for the train. Uh, we were working on a really low budget, and I hitchhiked around the Southwest for, I mean, it, all told, spread out over two years, probably about four months, I spent going from town to town to town to town trying to find a place where we could get permission to shoot in a factory for free because um, I knew we weren't going to be able to pay for stuff. And um, we actually got a couple yeses from a couple different factory towns. And then when they heard that there was... um, portion of the movie where the, the workers in the factory go on strike, uh, I got kicked out because the factory owners didn't want any lefty stuff to be 
uh, shot in their presence. So the the town where I ended up shooting, they were it was a pro union town. The, all the workers in the factory were in the union, and the the bosses had a really friendly, good relationship with their workforce. So um, so we got the factory for free, and the train that goes by. Um, just went by, and I said to Lisa, the cinematographer, I said, turn on the camera, turn on the camera, turn on the, and turn it around, because we were pointing at the factory. We were shooting the walkout when the workers walk out. And so she spun the camera around, and I was still in costume. I, I grabbed a headband off the off the floor, cause I, and I couldn't remember which color headband I had in the scene. And I ran right up to the tracks just as the train was going by and got as close to it so that the I could feel the wind on my nose and stood right up on it because it was a scene where he's been fired and he's crying and I and I and I managed to shoot this little scene uh, with this incredible train going by. You filmed in some sketchy areas you mentioned. How did you know it was sketchy and did you find anything neat on the side of the New Jersey highways? Uh, yeah, I in New Jersey we uh, we went into a project that had been condemned, um, a housing project that uh, was condemned, I think, maybe five or six years ago. So it wasn't completely collapsed yet, and um, uh, people had moved in there. Or, so there were squatters in the place, and actually, like, you know, we had to break in to the bottom, and um, there were mattresses and old toys and chicken bones, and it, it was really a... Uh, syringes. I mean, every, everything you can possibly imagine to be in an abandoned project was in there, and kind of crawled our way to the top to shoot because we wanted to shoot out one of these busted windows to um, my character Power. You know, walking through the big city for the first time and being utterly terrified. Um, and we got up to the top floor, and uh, there was a woman who had been living there for a while, and she had really tried to turn this abandoned building into a home and she had candles and and uh, a little bed and um, paintings she had done on the wall and she she ran away down the hall because she thought we were police and we said no we're not police we're not police we're just we're we're film we're filmmakers we're trying to shoot a little thing and she didn't quite believe us and she's sort of hovering by the edge of the hallway and um, I said look you know, you have a beautiful little place. Do you mind if I shoot out your window? And I, I had two $20 bills in my pocket, and I was like, you know, would you mind? We'll just don't be here for a few minutes. And she so excited. I gave her 40 bucks, and she was like, thank you so much. And she ran out, and then we shot out the window. I ran downstairs and, you know, walked by, and uh, Lisa filmed me walking by. And then later that day, we were shooting on another street corner where Power's walking through a crowd of people, and, you know, he's never been in a big city before. And, and this was like a city street with cars and, and people as opposed to an abandoned project. Um, and the same woman that I'd given $40 to across Newark was on the street corner buying crack. Adventures of Power. Maybe that's what you included with those letters you sent to those celebrities. You didn't include crack, <laughs> did you? <laughs> well... That hadn't happened yet, but that's um, one, that and breaking my arm. And at one point during a, our shoot in the desert in New Mexico, I mean, it was supposed to be the desert in New Mexico, but because I was kicked out of the New Mexico factory towns because of the, the politics of the movie, ended up in Utah. We ended up with different kind of weather, and we had a 
lightning come down. It was supposed to be a desert scene. Instead, we had a rainstorm with lightning, and one of the crew members was struck by lightning. So, you know, dealing, accidentally dealing in the crack trade in Newark, New Jersey, getting my arm broken on the docks, we had some... We had some crazy things happen in Adventures of Power. And it's I think help- it's the adventures of the adventures of power. And it's helping people out, really. Like, you really help people out. Like, you gave Ted Leo fans some extra thrills, didn't you? You have done your research, my man. This is the first time... Okay, so those of you listening, there's a scene, there's a character... Do you think I can reveal how this scene comes up, or am I spoiling too much? Please do, Ari Gold from the movie Adventures of Power. Okay, so Adventures of Power is about an air drummer, for those of you who have just joined. He falls in love with a girl who is deaf, and she falls in love with him because she's the first person who's been able to, quote, hear him not playing drums. Um, The perfect love match for an air drummer is is a deaf girl. So uh, she's fallen in love with him, but she... The love is secret, has to be secret, because her mother hates rock music. Um, And we find out later that the reason her mother hates rock music and the reason the girl is deaf is because her mother used to be a groupie and used to hang out backstage at shows, and the little girl went deaf backstage, and now, you know, the mother has grown up from being a groupie and has become, you know, an anti-groupie, and the daughter is deaf. So the scene where this is revealed is a a kind of quick flashback where we go back in time to the late 70s and um, see uh, the groupie running on stage taking off her clothes as the little baby girl is left alone to sit on on a speaker as the uh, speaker blows her eardrums out. Um, So how does an independent film time travel back to the late 70s for a scene in a concert with thousands of extras when you have um, about $60 to shoot this scene? The answer is we asked Ted Leo and the pharmacists if we could shoot a little photography backstage at their show. And they were playing a, an outdoor concert in Brooklyn, and um, they didn't know what we were going to do. <laughs> Um, and uh, we got backstage, and we had a, a groupie girl, a blonde, um, who was dressed in a kind of late 70s, early 80s style, and we had a three-year-old girl who looked like her daughter, and we put the gir- the little girl next to a speaker and, and got her to, to kind of scream and cry like her eardrums were getting blown out, and we got the, uh, the groupie girl to run on stage uh, taking her clothes off, and this was happening live at a real Ted Leo show. Um, and so you can see Ted Leo and the pharmacist from behind um, playing in slow motion. Um, and if you're as good a researcher as Nardware, you can catch that. Um, but it, it's, uh, that's amazing. I, I'm really impressed that, that you put that all together. Well, thank you for making it possible by putting together the movie Adventures of Power. And lastly, last.
significance for me because I used to quote the trailer to my brother all the time to irritate him whenever, you know, when we were kids, I would say to him when he was trying to concentrate on something else that he's a twin brother, so we have special ways of irritating each other. So when I really wanted to irritate him, and I would say, you look like you're the second best cop in L.A. Funny, I hear, oh, sorry, I hear you're the second best cop in L.A. Funny, I hear the same thing about you. Baboon. from the trailer, and the pop is uh, an explosion, and then it, the wall is a cut to them, to uh, Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell in slow motion in a truck, like going over a jump. And it was one other person in that movie. That's but, yeah, in, what is the connection that you're making? You have to. Well, Kurt, for me, Kurt Russell, Sylvester Stallone, Tango and Cash, and there's one other person that was in your movie that was in Tango and Cash. Oh, my. My Jeepers. Who was in Tango and Do I need to IMDB myself right now? Richard Fancy. Richard Fancy was in Tango and Cash? He was okay, in Tango and Richard Cash. Richard Fancy, who uh, plays. He plays the owner of the copper mine. Uh, he's known for being in Tango and Cash, apparently. He's also known for playing a psychiatrist, a New York Jewish psychiatrist in Seinfeld. And in my movie, he plays a Texan copper mine owner who, when he finds out that his spoiled brat son um, is joining an air drum competition, he, he goes berserker. And... Uh, Wow! Yeah, he's he's uh, hilarious, and he does. Um, he's one of the actors who did. Uh, you asked me before if Jane Lynch auditioned for me. She didn't. I just offered her the part. But Richard Fancy did audition for me. He came in and auditioned, and he got the part because he not could, only did he have a flawless Texan accent, he could do push-ups, right? In the yes, in the scene where he um, is yelling at his son over on the phone, in the audition room, he took the imaginary phone threw it on the floor, and started doing push-ups over the phone, yelling into it. And I thought, that is genius, and that ended up in the movie. And had you known he'd been in Tango and Cash, all he would have had to do is recite back the lines that you recited to me, Ari Gold, and he would have got the part. If Yes, if, if we had made that connect. Well, you know what, we've, Karma found another way of getting me and Richard Fancy into a room together. So, But I'm glad you part, you know, now I know why Tango and Cash was an inside joke between me and my, my twin, and it's because of Richard Fancy. Ari Gold from Adventures of Power. We began the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show with the death metal song about cereal. Going to end here with the anthem New Jersey Nights, but back to the cereal death metal song. Cereal in the movie. It plays an important part. Now, at the very end, Power is at the air band competition, and he gets a little boost. He gets a little bit of cereal, in his mouth. Is that cheating? Is it cheating? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's cheating to to uh, to eat when you're air drumming. And um, particularly because his um, the, the girl that he loves, his, his uh, Annie, who's um, named after the heart song, Dreamboat Annie, by the way, um, you'd be proud to know, aren't they from Vancouver? They recorded in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, from Seattle originally. Oh, okay. Conscientious so, so objectors. Anyway, she, uh, the character of the deaf girl is named Dreamboat Annie. She's named after. She's named Annie after Dreamboat Annie. She throws a O-shaped cereal. I'm not going to call it by a brand because I'm anti-brand. So she throws an O-shaped cereal through the air, 
to the air drummer. And the O is the symbol of life. It's the circle of life. And so she's throwing him life. Um, and he doesn't have drums, and drums are also a circle, and this is a circle of life. So I don't think it's cheating. I think she's just throwing him life. So right now we're going to end with New Jersey Nights. Again, another anthem. All 40 anthems are contained on the soundtrack CD as well of Adventures of Power. New Jersey Nights. You love this tune, don't you? I adore it. I think my brother Ethan Gold is a genius, and anyone who's ever been to New Jersey, you can listen to these words. He, he. I think he. I think Bruce Springsteen's days are over. Bon Jovi's days are over. I think Ethan Gold's New Jersey Nights is the new New Jersey anthem. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Ari Gold from Adventures of Power. Um, well, yes. One last thing I would love to add is uh, Adventures of Power is. Not just giving away drums for air drumming at airdrummer.com, join our competition, but we're also raising money to support music education. Um, Neil Peart, Metallica, Aerosmith, uh, the Ramones, Marky Ramone has been incredibly helpful. We have a huge list of amazing artists who are helping me raise money to support music education. And if anyone is into that and loves the idea of the next generation learning how to play music, um, Go to the site, join my mailing list, and when phase two of our auction starts, we're going to have a lot of great stuff for sale on auction, and all the money goes to support kids getting instruments in their hands. Ari Gold, why should people care about Adventures of Power, your movie? Because it's a comedy that uh, gives a message that life can be good if you listen to your heart. And... Um, there are a lot of movies that uh, that might be funny, and um, I've spent five years on a movie that I hope um, the second and third time you watch it, you you feel something good in a deeper way. And uh, I I uh, I'm inspired by Babe, my favorite movie, which is about a pig who wants to be a dog. And uh, anyone who's ever wanted to play music or feels that music is the source of uh, soul, uh, Adventures of Power is for you. Well, thanks much, Ari. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Stay alive, but we can't.
um, and you know I'm, I'm relishing the fact that I'm in another position like it again and you know really looking forward to it, looking forward to the weekend. So nine birdies for Tiger Woods as he moved to within three shots of McElroy's lead. Having topped the world rankings for so long, he's now down at number seven and hasn't won since returning to the tour a little over a year ago. So how good did Friday's round feel? I played myself, you know, back in the championship. And, uh, you know, we've got 36 more holes. We've got a long way to go. How patient I was today. You know, I think that's that was the key to it. I mean, I'm, we're in a major championship. I mean, you got to stay patient. And uh, it was nice to get it going today. And... Uh, it was nice to put myself only three back. You know, the forecast is supposed to get uh, a little bit warmer. Ball's going to start flying probably a little bit. You know, we'll see what they do on the greens. See if they, uh, you know, will firm up, firm them up or not. Um, I think it was just the lowest cut in Masters history, I think, isn't it? So, uh, I mean, there's so many guys who have a chance to, you know, play themselves in the tournament tomorrow. Tiger Woods. Next to football here on the BBC World Service, Manchester United, without the suspended Wayne Rooney, take on Fulham later this Saturday, knowing that with Arsenal not playing till Sunday, a victory would extend their lead at the top of the Premier League to 10 points. Fulham, managed by the former United striker Mark Hughes, haven't won away from home in 2011, but Hughes has enjoyed good results against his old team in the past. He says it's always a difficult fixture to prepare for. You're going up against the best, so if you can go up against the, the top manager and come out on top, which I've been able to do on a couple of occasions, then, yeah, it's a real feather in your cap. Um, you have to test yourself against the best in the business when you go up against United and, and Sir Alex, and um, anything that you glean from, from those games is, is a real bonus for, for you as the manager of the team that you take there. With Manchester City not playing until Monday when they visit Liverpool, Chelsea have the chance to move up to third on Saturday. They're at home to the Premier League's bottom side, Wigan, who impressed last week in their draw with Tottenham. Wigan's manager, Roberto Martinez, believes this is a good time for his side to be facing Chelsea. From our point of view, we are in a, in a very good moment of form and, and we are desperate to get points because I just feel that the team is, is getting stronger and stronger uh, game by game. And as I say, it's never a good or a bad time to play a top side. It's just you need to be perfect and your performance has to be uh, of the highest level if you want to get a positive result at Stamford Bridge. But I just feel that mentally and physically we're ready for that. Liverpool's hopes of qualifying for next season's Europa League have been dealt a blow with the news that their captain Steven Gerrard won't play again this season following the recurrence of a groin injury. The midfielder